0: This is Laura Dearda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Shannon Fernandez, Vice President of Billing at Yakima Valley Farm Workers Clinic. Shannon, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Sure. So I have over 25 years of experience in healthcare finance. So um, I actually started my career doing reimbursement and cost reports in California, um, what was then called Catholic Healthcare West, which is now part of Common Spirit, um, and then just kind of progressed into accounting, decision support. Um, interestingly, I had exposure to capitation um, in the early 90s, so started to learn about you know, cost containment and I think the precursor to our current ACOs, really looking at um population health, I've had experience in managed care, treasury, and spent five years working at Providence, working with labor, productivity, and benchmarking, and then went on to um, working with Fred Hutch Cancer Center over finance and revenue cycle. So lots of experience in healthcare finance
0: and all the different facets
1: and how they interact.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, that sounds great. And, you know, when you think about your experience on the acute care hospital side and then bring that into where you're at now, what did you really learn? What do you feel like you have an advantage of because of your past um, when you're tackling some of the big challenges that you have today?
1: Yeah, I, I think the key thing is that oftentimes you see finance and other support services in any healthcare environment working as silos what I've learned is that those who work more closer with operations tend to be more successful and taking the time to really understand how operations work and how you can best support them has seemed to be the most successful um, operating model.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, really, it seems like a strategy that you could bring into almost any situation. So when you think about where you're at today, what are some of the issues that you're spending most of your time on? Well,
1: no different in Yakima than in other parts of the country. We are dealing with staffing issues and turnover. Um, Also, really, education, I think, not having access to some of those in-person education opportunities that were more available in the past. Try to be creative and finding ways to get staff educated. And as laws change constantly and payer requirements change constantly, it's... Quite a big feat you know to keep um, staff on top of all of the changes Um, but also working on developing staff and helping them to really become the best that they can be Um, also i would say workflow improvements as epic continues to um, improve and grow we also have to then adjust our workflows to continue to find efficiencies and then i'd say also just again working with operations and finance and finding ways to make sure we have a good feedback loop between these departments as we all every everything we do in any one of these areas impacts the other so making sure that we're intentional about having conversations and discussing any of the errors or issues we find that we can be prevented that can't be prevented and how to continue to work with those different parts of the organization to have that feedback loop and to continue to work on process improvement
0: Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And from your perspective, how much of that, those challenges when you're working through um, these processes and workflows, how much of it is uh, just getting this technology and how much of it is staffing and culture and really making sure everybody understands the changes and why the changes are being made so you can uh, move forward and all be rowing in the right direction?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with culture. It really does start at the top. My years of working with labor productivity and benchmarking, I know that it's easy to get stuck in the mindset that you have to meet a certain benchmark. Um, you have to have certain productivity measures in place. But oftentimes, if that's your only focus, you don't take the time to look at how can we process improve, you know, how can we improve what we're looking at, and instead you just continue to work really hard but doing the same thing over and over again. And so being able to kind of take, I make the comment, we got to step off of the, off the wheel for a second and look at how things are going and, and figure out how we can make it better so that we're working smarter, not harder. Um, but you have to have a culture that allows that um, and that allows opportunity for um, creativity and sometimes with creativity. And when you're trying something, it might not work out. But being in a culture where, you are allowed to have the freedom to maybe make a mistake, but then figure out how to learn from that mistake and continue to get better. Um, That's really important, I think, in order to have those types of workflow improvements and having the camaraderie that you would need with the other areas of the organization. Um, I think when you have a culture of fear, people tend to just stay in their own lane and they're afraid to even reach out to other areas. And that can always, always seems to hurt an organization.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a really great point in creating that environment atmosphere where people can Grow and develop, and like you said, innovate, make mistakes, and learn, and then move forward. I can imagine it, it can be very challenging, especially. I know we talked a little bit about staffing issues and turnover that everybody is experiencing. Trying to to do that while also um, getting a staff in place that you know um, can can be stable, I'm sure is a big challenge.
1: Yeah, and trying to create a culture where people want to work here, you know,
0: because. Everybody's throwing the same
1: types of incentives out there. Um, we're trying to be creative in our scheduling and create schedules that are more flexible, especially for working parents. But, um, but you also have to, I think, create a culture of um, creativity and joy. That um, I always say I wanna create a culture where people wanna to come to work. Um, I, know that's, I know that's asking a lot, but I have high aspirations
0: absolutely. and and it definitely makes a lot of sense. And really, for the organization, you know, is critical along those lines. And so, kind of given some of these things we've talked about, how are you thinking about investment and growth over the next two years or so?
1: Yeah, so I kind of already touched on it, but staff education, so whether that's bringing outside resources in or creating um, some type of pipeline for staff education and then investing in continued epic optimization. also really, I'm really intrigued by the opportunities for AI um, and that integration within Epic for those manual processes that you know, we could, if we can help eliminate some of those, then you free up your staff for, again, that creativity and um, critical thinking skills and activities. And then also really creating a career ladder. I come into an organization, I've seen other places too, where there's not a lot of opportunity for staff development and growth. Um, unless it's just to go into leadership. So kind of creating that individual contributor career ladder um, that allows them to have, you know, skill-based promotional opportunities that will again, encourage staff to stick around and not leave your organization for other opportunities that are better.
0: That's a really great point and in, in something that I know um, many industries are working through and in, in hospitals and health systems in particular. So when you look at what that really takes to kind of build out those plans, is there anything that you're seeing different from employees today than, say, three or four, five years ago um, that you really need to make sure is added within some of those performance or, or um, kind of ability to grow and develop within an organization?
1: Yes, I am. I'm seeing that um, sometimes the workplace is many people, is they're only real human interaction you know i mean they don't have a lot of those social um environments that they used to have and so i think that the workforce now is expecting more from their jobs expecting places that rightly so should be um what i you know safe what do they call psychologically safe environments where they feel that there's um collaboration, cooperation, there's um, healthy work environments, they're, they're really not tolerating anything that maybe even 10 years ago some workers would just tolerate just to, to get through their day and get their paycheck. I think now because workers have more opportunities and they, it's really, you know, they have the market right now, they're really being picky about those places they go to work and to make sure that they're working somewhere where they feel that it's a positive, healthy environment that also is promoting diversity and, um, and a a place where they can grow.
0: Fantastic. I I love that. And it definitely is great to hear. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question for you. What are you most excited about right now?
1: Well, I'm fortunate because we're in a situation where we have a brand new CEO and she's, I'm excited about the things that she's going to do to this organization. Um, I think that there's opportunity for a lot of um, of those things I've talked about earlier. We'll have an environment where we can grow and, um, and create the staff development. I'm excited about leadership development. I think process improvement opportunities, everything I've talked about. At the end of the day, though, all of these things, whether it's process improvements and leadership development, staff development, the end goal is to create I think efficiencies that then allow us to have more opportunity to engage with the patients and to create a better experience for the patient when it comes to billing and collecting. Sometimes staff are so busy just getting through their day that they don't even have the space or the bandwidth to provide the kind of customer service to patients that I think they deserve. So it's about eliminating all of the busy work so that we make sure we have time for that.
0: Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And Um, you know, love that kind of focus on just really having people work to the top of their abilities and and then, um, you know, moving forward from there. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a really fun discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. All right. Thank you.